This is the Bread of Life, a ministry of the Bread of Life Fellowship in Boise, Idaho. We are pleased to have you join us as we offer up God's Word as the necessary food for His people. The Word of God finds its fullest expression in the person of Jesus Christ. May He be exalted before you today. Now here is our speaker, Joel Van Hoogen. Psalm 68 verses 1 and 2 begin a long song calling upon God to ascend in triumph over all His enemies. It is a reminder to us that God would lead His people out and that God would bring to us triumph. It's also a reminder that God and His people have enemies. We're going to look at verses 1 and 2 this morning. Let me read them to you again. And let's just consider them very quickly in our time together that remains. Verses 1 and 2, Let God arise, let His enemies be scattered, Let those also who hate him flee before him. As smoke is driven away, so drive them away. As wax melts before the fire, so let the wicked perish at the presence of God. In Numbers chapter 10, verse 35, we actually have the words that Moses would proclaim every time that the people of Israel were to move from their camp and move to another location. You might know that over the tabernacle and over the most holy place where the ark resided as the nation of Israel is to rest. The Shekinah glory cloud of God during the time of Israel's wandering for 40 years would hover over the tabernacle and over the most holy place. And then when it was time for them to move, that Shekinah glory cloud would raise up and it would go out before the people. And at that point in time, it was time to fold up the tabernacle tent and to put it into all its carrying cases. And then it was time to slip the poles through the rings of the ark and for the Levites to come and to lift them up upon their shoulder and to proceed forward and go forward as the people were led out to the next place that God would take them. And ultimately, that ark would lead them to the edge of the Jordan River, and then through the divided Jordan River, and then into the promised land of Canaan, where there were victories and conquests that were to take place, and where there were kingdoms to be brought down, and kings to be judged, where there were houses and vineyards and farmland and cities, walled cities, that the people of Israel would occupy as their enemy was defeated before them. Each time that they set out with the ark going before them, Numbers chapter 10 verse 35 tells us what it was that Moses declared before the people as they went forward. It wasn't wagon's hoe. This is what it was. So it was whenever the ark set out that Moses said, Rise up, O Lord, let your enemies be scattered, and let those who hate you flee before you. What does that sound like? Sounds like verses 1 and 2 of Psalm 68. It's the picture of this declaration or statement that was made every time. God, you go before us. You lead the way and scatter our enemies as we follow you. As we follow you. That's the sentiment. That's the idea. So let's look at a number of observations or lessons from these two verses. And the first lesson would be this. Lessons for the church of Jesus Christ in this day and age. Lesson for the Christian Lessons for your life. Lesson number one. We are to move forward only as God leads us. We are to move forward only as God leads us. He must go before. In fact, this is where all of our prayers should begin. And I mentioned to you that there is some sense when you read through the psalm that this psalm is a prayer. And this psalm is prophesying. And this song is a song of praise. But it's a prayer at first. It begins with a request. This is at the heart of every prayer. 
this is the foundational expression of every praying that is true praying. It's this. God, rise up and go before me. God, don't let me go anywhere where you are not leading out. You lead. I will follow. God, rise up and go before me and scatter. Scatter the resistance and the end. Every true prayer that is truly prayer has at its heart this foundation, this sentiment. Any prayer that doesn't have this formulated at its heart is not prayer. Any life that a person lives who doesn't have this formulated at their heart is not praying. God arise. God lead. I'll follow. There are a number of reasons why God has to lead us. For example, if He doesn't lead us, how do we know if we're going to the right place? But here is a second lesson to learn. In the second lesson, the reason that God gives us in this place of why it is that God must lead us, and it's this. Lesson number two, God's people have enemies. Lots of them. They hate you. They would bring you into destruction. There is enmity in this world. Satan, we are told, goes about as a roaring lion seeking those who he may devour. Paul reminds us that we do not wrestle primarily against flesh and blood, although it seems that way, but we wrestle against principalities and powers in the heavenly places. Sometimes Satan finds willing agents in this world and in this age and in the men that we encounter who are glad to cooperate with the destructive designs that he has for the people of God and the child of God. At other times, he finds unwilling agents who, for whatever reason, are unaware that the enemy is using them to restrict the pathway and the will of God in the person's life. Matthew chapter 16, verse 21, gives us an example of someone who became an unwilling agent of the enemy. Peter has just become a little bit bold because he has said of Christ, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus says, Peter, I declare to you, you are Peter. Upon this, upon this rock will I build my church. And flesh and blood has not made this known to you, but my Father which is in heaven. And then the Lord Jesus goes on to reveal to Peter and the disciples around that now it's time for us to go up to Jerusalem. And what awaits us in Jerusalem is that I am going to suffer many things at the hand of the chief priests and the scribes, and I'm going to be killed Three days later, I'm going to rise again from the dead. Peter, we're told, rebuked the Lord Jesus. He said, Lord, may it never be. Basically, he said, God forbid it. And the Lord Jesus' response was, Get thee behind me, Satan. How quickly he went from being the rock to being an agent unwittingly of the enemy himself. You are an offense, Jesus says, or you are a cause of stumbling before me. This is something that's been set up before me to distract me from the will of God. Peter didn't know it, but the enemy was working through him as an agent to seek ruin for us by driving our Lord away from God's will. And every day, the enemy of God and the enemy of God's people, demonic and earthly, are orchestrated against our progress into God's will. They are orchestrated for our destruction. God must go before us to address this cosmic resistance that we daily face. This is why in 1 Thessalonians 5.17, we are called upon to pray without ceasing. 
1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, we're told to pray without ceasing. This is what the prayer is to be. God, without ceasing, at every point of decision, at every point at which you move to the left or move to the right or move straight ahead or remain where you are, it's God, arise and go before me and scatter the enemy. God, arise and go before us and lead us out and scatter the enemy. I used to live in Calgary, and the area where we lived in was literally a stone's throw away from an Indian reservation. I don't know what it is, but because of that, there was a fairly strong manifestation, expression of dark uh, occultic and demonic powers, so part of the residue and the continuing force of the type of worship that took place in the folk religion of these Indian tribes. And it would creep its way into our church and the people around us. And there were people who regularly felt as though, felt as though they were under a direct demonic attack. On those occasions, on more than one occasion, actually oftentimes I would be called and I'd be called upon to come and pray over individuals who felt as though Satan was somehow settling or demon powers are settling into their homes or into their lives or upon their pathway and they could feel it. And they wanted someone to come by that could help them discern what the spirit was that was causing these disruptions or problems or issues or defeats or frightening them in their home or oppressing them. And so we would go, I would go to meet in their home, to pray for them or to pray over the household. Usually what I did was ask them to come and meet with me for a while before we went and prayed together and talked. So often, in fact, every time when investigating their lives, it became evident that they oftentimes had not in their own lives sought God to arise and go before them. That it wasn't their regular prayer habit. And it literally wasn't the evidence of their lives and the choices that they were making that they were letting God lead them out in the daily patterns of their living. And the enemy, listen, is always before us. In other words, what I'm saying is that the real problem wasn't that there was this special influx of demonic powers that they were having to deal with, and they needed some specialist to come in with a bazooka prayer who could identify the ghost-busting demon they needed to come against to blow it all up so they could keep going forward. The fact is, we live in a world that is filled with devils. You won't know, you won't be able to discern all of the demonic coast around you any more than you can determine how many angels can sit on the head of a pin. They're all around us. They're all around us. The primary mission in life is not to discern the enemy in order that you can somehow strategically target a prayer against them. The need is to pray without ceasing. To let your life be a life that day in and day out reflects that it is a praying life. A life that says, God arise. You lead me. You go before me. You scatter the enemy. So often when people would come to you and you'd talk to them, you'd find out the real issue was not discerning the spirits. It was discerning their spirit. It was discerning the areas of their compromises and their lack of obedience. It was discerning the moments in which they had failed to pray that simple prayer. When you pray that, when you meet it, when you follow it, well, victory is found in the life. God arises. He goes before us. He scatters our enemies. 
In fact, please note here, this is the third lesson. Our enemies are God's enemies. Actually, the psalmist says, Arise and scatter your enemies. Arise, O God, and scatter your enemies. See how easy it is, by the way, for God to scatter and defeat His enemies? When God goes before you, the enemy cannot stand. Smoke is easily displaced by a strong wind. Wax, as hard and resistant as it may seem to you, simply melts in the presence of fire. It just easily is dismissed. You know, we can oftentimes find ourselves bristling at the arrogance and the bluster of so many who speak against God. You know, who come up and they lift their heads up and they rage against God and they boast against God and they boast in their knowledge and they boast against the things that God has taught us to obey and follow and individuals can come along and make their own suggestions for new commandments for life. But they have a bravado about them, don't they? They have a certain kind of arrogance, a certain kind of pride, a certain strut about them. And when you see these things, when they speak against God, when they speak against truth, you have to think about the moment when God will reveal himself to them. The moment when he will make himself known to them and how quickly they will quake. How quickly all of that bravado and all that arrogance and all that pride will just blow away and melt. There's so much more to be said. I hope you can join us tomorrow. This has been the Bread of Life, a ministry of the Bread of Life Fellowship in Boise, Idaho. For a copy of this broadcast, just call us at 208-331-4096. Until the next time, God bless you.